What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Smoking Section. I'm your host, KJ, and uh, this is going to be the first episode we have with Rasta as our co-host, so he's here to host with me today. Uh, and we are joined by a great community member, uh, one we all know and love, an avid breeder, underground groaner, uh, also known on Instagram as uh, Alabrije Genetics. So here to go in more detail about some of his cultivars and some of the stuff he's been working on and share some of his knowledge on cannabis. Uh, here he is, uh, the head guy at Alabrije Genetics. What's going on, man? Yo, yo. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Glad you could, uh, yeah, glad man, you could great, make it. Great to finally get you on, man. Oh yeah, it's been it's been a while. So I'm uh, an avid listener of the show. So it's it's cool to be on. Great, we appreciate you showing up. Well, then you know that uh, in regular fashion, we get a little something lit up to toke on. So what you smoking on today? I know you have something good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm puffing on a little of my Balance Gatuga flower rosin. It's a little just a little ninety micron flower rosin in my puffco. Um, the balance get to is like a CBD mixed ratio um, with some nice, like, kind of sweet, bubblegummy, fruity terps going on after it's cured here for a while. That it's pretty tasty. Very nice. Sounds Very delicious. Nice. So I've actually got some flower rosin myself, and uh, this is the first time I'm going to get to really try this. This was a Plaza Lights I grew out from KC Genetics, and this is, uh, I believe, it's it's. Uh, Pineapple runts from Ethos crossed with a uh, blueberry slushy. Oh, nice. Uh, the best terpene profile I can give you off of it is like overripe pineapples and garbage juice. Garbage <laughs> juice. I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, it's a ripe one, man. But I'm a sucker for the pineapple terps. And a lot of times I'll get some of these cultivars that, uh, you know, they have pineapple in the name, but there's not too much pineapple to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens a lot, I'd say. They hit the nail on the head with this one, though. I, I'm uh, I'm impressed. Oh, nice. yeah, dude. Well, I'm smoking on some uh, the Blues at Rosto by Alabrije. Of course, I've had this stuff since last year, man. I still am sitting on jars of it, dude. And it's so like awesome. my go-to at night, dude. Yeah. Through a pound of it, dude, for two plants. So I was very impressed with the turnout of it. Oh, yeah, that's a solid yield, man. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> you put out really good genetics, man, and I can't wait to grow it. Actually, I want to try that balance one out because I've been trying to incorporate some CBD into my regimen. And I didn't know you had anything with CBD in it, to be honest with you. So yeah, uh, for Alabrija, I did the Balance Gatuga. It was, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it was red pure CBD from Sweet Seeds, uh, crossed with my my Dog Walker, which was my first photo period to autoflower conversion. It was a Star Dog photo converted using uh, Mephisto's uh, Skywalker Auto. And then I use that in a bunch of breeding projects, but that one was with mm-hmm. like a, a full CBD cult, cultivar. And some of the th- some of the flower got tested afterwards, and some were one to one, some were higher THC, some were higher CBD. Um, so it, it wasn't necessarily like a set ratio, but um, most had you know eight percent or higher CBD that I saw. So it, it's a pretty chill one. Uh, it's great, great for bedtime, honestly. 
That's something I want to try, man. Because I've never, I've never really had a balanced anything like a one to one or two to one CBD THC. Just because I've always thought they don't get you Medicaid. Oh, so I've always stuck with the medicine. THC. Is it? That's the best stuff, man. One to ones, two to ones, and stuff. That's that's some of the best, especially if you have a specific ailment you're trying to treat. That's yeah. where it's at, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's some really good stuff. The reason I was trying to incorporate CBD was because of the anxiety, and I've been reading a lot on like anxiety and CBD. And I think we on our last episode I talked about how too much THC will actually increase my anxiety. So I feel like I need a balance, and I've been reading that the way to balance that out is with CBD. Yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing it left and right with, you know, the concentrates becoming more popular. And I think the younger generations aren't even, you know, coming up smoking flour or or things that would be, you know, lower percentages. So I think a lot of people are getting a little bit of whacked out on THC and you know mm-hmm. the the endocannabinoid system its whole function is a is a balancing agent and so when we're constantly just tweaking certain receptors it's going to eventually kind of change our set our our system a little bit and so I, I definitely like to throw some CBD and some CBG as well in the mix here there to sort of you know, maintain my system and also it, it, it prevents me from having to take too many tolerance breaks too. It kind of just, it's just like running maintenance, you know. For sure. Huh. Something I got to try out, man. Something new to experiment with. Yeah. Well, speaking of the younger generation too, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely one to, you catch me on in the street. I've probably got a big hog leg, you know, that I've rolled up and I'm smoking on that. A lot of these younger generations, you know, they prefer the dab pens, which generally have, you know, either added terps or no terps. And they're generally straight THC. There's, I don't think I've ever seen like a one-to-one pen before. Not in the no, and they're really high anyway. percentages of THC too. Take your grow to a new level with new level hydroponics, state-of-the-art hydroponic systems. The Autoflower Review uses New Levels Deluxe DWC system that features a Venturi pump which allows water changes into a nearby sink. New Level Systems comes with everything you need to get going hydroponically with your budget in mind. We thank New Level for sponsoring our featured photo tent and allowing us to show you how superior they really are. Check out their systems at www.newlevelhydro.com. Uh, yeah, the vast majority are, are THC heavy distillate and then cut with terpenes and or, you know, propylene glycol or other, you know, harmful additives. The, those would be the, the better end of the spectrum. I'm sure there's worse out there, but yeah, that's not, you know, that's they're missing out on the whole plant medicine aspect. Don't get me wrong. That's why I like, like a Yeah, if, if you got like a two or three hour layover at, a, at an airport then that's like a magical tool to get you through it. But, uh, you know, just every day smoking, that's, uh, it's kind of a violent high. If you ask me just ripping vape pens all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very blah kind of high. Uh, I, they have their time in their place. You're totally spot on. They, they're, they seem pretty useful at concerts these days, or at least at smaller intimate concerts where, you know, smoking, smoking might be a little more out there, but um yeah for the most part it's it's definitely not my daily go-to of choice yeah for sure i'm a flower guy myself 
I do dabble with the rosin. Rosin's just kind of easier to maintain when you're indoors, but. Yeah, I'm trying to use more rosin these days just for, you know, long-term, long health. Um, but yeah, deep down, I'm a, I'm a flower guy at heart and have been for since I started. Well, Rasta, man, he's, uh, we know he can grow some absolute fire flower, but we got to get him on the, the rosin train with us and get him to try Dude, it out. Dude, it's just, I know, man, like I would love to press my own stuff, but it's just, it's a matter of getting a press. And I think once I get a press, I'll probably just press flower, honestly, just make something there, like flower rosin, just because that whole process of washing and just the idea of taking that much flower to get such a small amount of return back that I know I'm going to smoke fast. It's just not, it's not logical for me because I only grow, I only, I only grow two plants at a time. So I have to use both of those, you know, to wash, to make enough rosin to get me high for like a month. If that. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It really is how much you'd have to go through. That's why I don't, I don't wash yet. I may one day, but as for right now, it's just flower rosin for me. I get full the full spectrum, whatever's in that junk. I'm I'm smoking all of it. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I'm a flower rosin guy. Um but yeah, I, I agree with you. One day I'd like to get a freeze dryer and up my game and you know, start doing some live resin. But in the meantime, uh, flower resin's a pretty good alternative. That's what I was about to ask. Can't you take that flower rosin and actually make your own like carts with that instead of like having to add the glycol and isopropyl, not isopropyl, but like all that fake oils and shit? So there, there are definitely different textures out there. I, I think it's a plant by plant, uh, you know, basis. Um, I've had two di- different strains where I was actually, it was so clean and such a runny terpy product naturally, mm-hmm. very sappy and syrupy when it was warm that I basically just put it in a small glass jar and put it on top of the the heating element of my light in my grow tent for like five days. Um, And then I was able to just use a syringe. And I, again, I don't think it would work in any cart, but I used like a good quality C-cell cartridge um, and it worked fine. One one worked better than the other, but... um, Anyway, yeah, you can, but I'd say the vast majority are, need some sort of cutting agent or thinning agent, basically. Yeah, where you have to do it, because I was thinking about Mr. Auto Grow, how he does it, but he's got such a big setup that I'm sure he he's doing something down the line that's a little bit different. Yeah, I've heard and- from a couple of different people about uh, there's apparently a, a specific cartridge that you can get to use, like specifically made for flower rosin. And I guess it's not so much of like you fill it up per se, like you would normally think, like a, a tank. You fill the tank up with the the uh, distillate. This is more of like a uh, uh, like a ceramic bowl that you fill up, and it lasts you, you know, a day or so. Oh, okay, that's cool. Kind of, kind of like a hybrid of the the proxy meets the the mighty or something. Yeah, interesting. But I do have this little, uh, I've got this little rig. It's called a, it's called a booster. It's from a company called ooze. And, uh, it's basically like a little portable dab rig that you can just kind of carry with you and you can take the bottom off and it has a 14 millimeter joint to put in a bong if you want to rip it that way. Otherwise you can just drop a little dab in it, hit the button and go. Nice. 
it was one of those too. Yeah, con- convenience is a big, you know, thing for for people. Yeah, it's it's only about as big as maybe like a flashlight, you know, nothing nothing too crazy. Nice. Hell yeah. So to back up a second, man, Rasta, you have uh, Blue Zeroso. What is That's that? Uh, what's that strain? What's the lineage there? So it's actually got some of the same lineage as what you're smoking on. It's uh, the blueberry slushy from Rockbud, uh, again crossed with my Dog Walker, that Stardog Skywalker conversion. Um, and it took, I, I loved it because it took a lot of properties from both and uh, in most, uh, most phenotypes I saw. It was a really nice mashup of like some sweet blueberry and blueberry candy and blueberry syrup and just really fresh blueberry meat, the dog walker, very funk, chem, rank um, sort of smells. So it, it was sort of a, a blueberry chem is how I, I would describe it. I absolutely yeah. love it, man. I would say the terpene profile on this too is it's it's got more of like a florally hit to it, but it definitely has like a like a dirt fish taste to it, if that makes sense. Oh, uh, totally. It's like earthy, earthy. But with the plant, when it was growing, dude, it smelled like rotten fruit. You know? It was very fruity. And that's what I loved about it. That's why I like it about these. It was the most beautiful colors I've ever seen. Uh, that was a and beautiful plant. Yeah, that's the kind of strains so I absolutely love, man. Just some of the stuff where you know you have a, a strain from this corner of the community over here, you know that uh, the, the blueberry slushy, and you have a couple of different breeders take that and they add a little bit of their flair to it. They come out with something uh, totally different, but in their own respect, in the same family, and they're both just absolute fire. Like that's that's what well, I think that's what that's makes the, the community. Yeah, and that's what Alabrigia you nailed is is taking those crosses and actually coming out with putting fire in and coming with fire out. Because right. I know some breeders out there that put they'll just take let's say uh, Mephisto and Night Owl and breed, you know, Marathon OG with Strawberry Nugget or Forgotten Nuggets or whatever it is, and it's like an F1 and it doesn't grow that well and it's like stunted or has things going along with it, but. It seems like what you push out, man, is just like, it's ready to go. <laughs> I, I like to make breeding tools like, like the dog walker, for example, and then I'll use it in a handful of different, you know, options like the CBD one, like the blueberry. And, uh, you know, a lot of my first year releases were based now, are on, you just on carrying that. a male? Are you just carrying a male plant or you have pollen collected? Uh, that's uh, a reversal to make. I made feminized pollen using um, okay. STS silver thiosulfate. Um, and yeah, I did like make a, a fair amount of pollen and I held on to it. So not all of the cultivars using the, you know, the same pollen donor were actually grown at the same time or in the same tent. You know, I, I held on to some and I really liked what it was doing with some of these plants. And so I tend to, you know, when I'm breeding with a mother, I'll, depending on the pack or what I got, um, I'll tend to pop a whole pack and then basically hit it with all the pollen, hit all of them with all the pollen. It's sort of a, a sacrifice because um, I'm only going to end up choosing like one or two to actually be yeah, the, that's you know, the seeds that I put out because 
I, I then grow all of them afterwards. So I, I'm seeing a range of the testers and then, you know, the ones that perform the best are the ones that I, you know, really. So how many rounds are you say you're going before you come out with your final seeds after the market? Um, I mean, sometimes they're F1. It, they're, I've released F1s, F2s, F3s, and F4s. I, that's F4s okay. as, as far as I've gone. But, you know, there's nothing so wrong. So is that what you're working on now? Just trying to release more F4s and get, like, are you just redoing everything that you've already released and just going to release, like, different, like, uh, strains? Or not strains, but some. some. what you would call them. There's some like the the Blues Rosa is one and the the Tangy Tibiguano yeah, is, is kind of a Durban haze, but those I'm going back and revisiting and I'm going to use those as some parent plants and a I, I'm making both some you know auto flower crosses, but I'm also using them to work on new photo period conversions. Um, okay. And you you actually just mentioned my uh, collab partner on one of the projects is is Mr. Autogrow. He uh, sent me some of his selections and where the tangy tibiguana has been a great ash strain and it's got the same kind of fruity funk profile that that fits some of his work and or his selections uh, i'll say mm -hmm. um and so yeah we're, we're working on converting some of those on some hash focused projects um into autos because awesome, i love seeing the community work together dude make me smile dude i actually smiled when you said that man because I, I love it dude The Autoflower Review uses Dynomyco in every single grow. Great for soil, cocoa, and other growing media. Check out their products at www.dynomyco.com or search Amazon. Many thanks to Dynomyco for sponsoring the Autoflower Review. Check out our Instagram to see Dynomyco in action. Now, back to the review. putting in the work together. man that's definitely why you have the, the the fan base that you have is from putting in all that work i mean i honestly i haven't grown one of your plants yet i do have your tangy tibiwana in my seed catalog but one of the team members he's uh, one of the original team members that we had master yoda is a huge fan of yours when i had him on the show you're just about all he could talk about um, so from there, I got some tangy tibiwana, and uh, it's on my list. I'm ready to get it in the ground as soon as possible. Well, so. hell yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it of all the ones to have, it's definitely one of the best. It's yeah. uh, it's a big plant, super terpy. It's like good yielder, good rosin quality. You'll you'll, you'll enjoy it. Does and, it press really good rosin? It does. It's it's like good texture good quality and good yields you'll it's super, it's terpy it's a lot of grapefruit a lot of ruby red grapefruit comes out oh um, yes but yeah shout out to master yetta he's he's like we sort of only have one tester and it's him because he <laughs> grows in a very different style than i do and he also uses the uh Gemma cert to to test his flower for you know CBD and CBG yeah. and THC percentages and so that's just sort of a little something you know I send him see and he's also like one of our biggest supporters it's not just about getting free seeds for him he literally buys everything we release anyway but um, I you know I send him seeds so he can test it out he does like these big scrogs and pretty uh, puts them under quite a bit of stress. 
And he's also doing like cocoa and I, I think more of a salt-based regimen where I'm more soil organics and I'm also putting him in stress, but in different ways. And so he and I are a good contrast and he doesn't test every single one, but I do, I do love when he can test one and um, we can kind of compare our notes before it actually gets out on the market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. He's a, he's a good dude. He's uh that's, that's one of my buddies right there. He wanted to get into flower rosin and he kind of started asking me about it and I kind of helped guide him, uh, you know, in, in the basics of it, he ended up getting a, a nug smasher press like I have, um, but he got a bigger one than me. So I had to, I kind of gave him the basics and he's been working out all the, the fine tuning elements in, in that big press that he got. And I think he's been getting some fantastic results too. So yeah i've seen some of it yeah i also have a nug smasher and yeah he has like the newest best one as as yeah. always he has the top of the line equipment and things yeah it's, um, it's cool man yeah he's a good dude I i've been talking him. to him he uh apparently he's uh, thinking about trying dwc soon so um yeah i've been talking to him a little bit about how to how to run it because i run coke a cocoa tent a dwc tent and a soil tent so he's interested in trying out some DWC here soon. So we may see uh, see what he can do with that. Nice, yeah. Again, lo- love to see the various styles, especially st- you know styles that contrast my own. And um, it- it's cool to just see what what the genetics do in different environments like that. Yeah. What What's your normal style of growing? Um, I, I do soil organics. Um, for a long time, I was using uh, Nature's Living Soil Autoflower Concentrate. And um, okay. in the last year, I just sort of started uh, recycling my own. I just make uh, a lab's um, microbe solution and then mix that with brown sugar and then end up, I make my own Bokashi. And then I'll use all, take all my used potting soil and just pack it in tubs and mix in the Bokashi and a little bit of Dynamico. And I just sort of let the mycorrhiza and the microbes sort of eat through all the, all the root material. Um, and then I, I'm left with like a nice fluffy potting soil that I use again. And then I'll just sort of reamend with some of my homemade compost and some worm castings. And then from there, I just use, uh, Again, some homemade ferments these days. I I made a big ferment of comfrey, uh, an herb I grow in my garden that just reaches down deep into the soil and pulls up a lot of nutrients into the leaves. And so I just cut those leaves and fermented it with lactobacillus. And yeah, I just put like a milliliter of that in uh, in a gallon of water and I'll use that during veg and then during flour I'll use some um, humic acids and I'll use a little bit of um, rock phosphate and things like that and again do little ferments and sometimes I'll make top dressings and things but uh, pretty much so just like a little like the, is it like the JDAM like ferments or what you're talking about you're kind of making yeah, your own could, little teas exactly yeah like yeah. KNF and Jadam, yeah, um, that's Korean Korean natural farming, and it's it's all about just making your own sort of simply made microbes and nutrient solutions, essentially um, that are all water soluble, and um, it's worked out really well lately for my for my um, setup. It's I bet you. It's really forgiving with autoflowers. You know, I, I tend to think less is more on the nutrient front, and um, if you just have like a nice base soil going in it just needs a little bit of 
up and a little dash of this and dash of that uh, with the microbes in there feeding away. They kind of get the job done. Yeah, speaking on the the ferments and the teas, I've had a lot of growers uh, this this year actually um, ask about silica. You know, is is silica a uh, necessary additive? You know, and of course, I not yes, not an essential one, but definitely one that you want. That's what I usually tell them. And yeah. uh, I uh, recently learned a new tea, I guess uh, that you could do. It's a ferment, right? Uh, a horsetails. Like in a swamp, more swampy area, at least here in the Pacific Northwest, there's horsetails. Um, yeah, apparently, yeah. are just loaded full of silica. Um, I learned that from his hmm. um, uh, cat on Instagram, uh, Flora Farm, and then Haley from High oh, yeah. Elevation Genetics, uh, the freak show uh, oh, yeah. guys over there. Yeah, they uh, just go cut down a bunch of uh, horsetails out of the swamp, which. Uh, I've got loaded on my property, so I'm actually going to be trying that this next year uh, for everything that's going to be in soil. Nice. Another good one for silica is uh, rice holes. Um, if you use that's it as like, as like a little mulch around, you know, the top of your soil, A, you get the benefits of, you know, maintaining that microbe culture um, without drying out that top layer of soil. And they kind of appreciate that. But then it also breaks down into silica, into your soil as you go. And especially if you continue, you know, as I do, and you recycle it and kind of let microbes break down little bits that uh, got left behind, then, yeah, you, you definitely get that silica going. So... Yeah, to use rice holes though, let's just say if I wanted to go down that route, how much would like? I guess what I'm asking is that from that's from growing rice, right? Yeah, and and uh, dumb but, question, but and I actually haven't used them myself, but I do know a lot of people in in the grow community online, um, not personally in my life, but uh, it, online I do see. And shout out to Captain Autoflower is one of them who I first saw it from is where I learned the technique and heard about it breaking into silica. Um, I actually don't use it. Um, uh, but anyway, I, that's what I've heard. So just that, on, on that note that it's a good alternative source of silica. Yeah, and I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'd like to try it, but what I try to incorporate into my garden is like if that comes from rice, how much rice would I need to try to grow to have those rice holes to be able to amend back into the soil? <laughs> oh yeah, for you, voice. yeah, for you to do it yourself, yeah, a lot probably. Yeah. Um, I so think the, I've heard the only downside to rice holes is especially with auto flowers because I tried rice holes a couple of times and they take so long to break down, so when you're only looking at 70 to 80 days of a plant, it's really not having that much time to break down to provide enough silica. But what you were saying though, if you recycle that and reuse it, you're going to benefit a lot more because it's been able to break down a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think people are typically probably using it more for the mulching purposes, but then, yeah, you have that secondary benefit where you're right. Yeah. Within 70 days, you're probably not going to be seeing a whole lot of silica production, especially not, no. that, the, not that the plant's yeah. going to be uptaking, but yeah, in the long run, maybe, maybe there's some benefit there. You know, it's something I'd like to incorporate. I, I try to do as much as possible, just like one on the cheap and two as, as homemade as possible. And rice holes are yeah. more expensive than you, you would expect, honestly. Yeah. You got to get a good source too. Yeah. yeah that's kind of where I was going. I like to try to keep it as, as nat with my organic stuff. I like to keep it natural and local. 
So mm-hmm. I want to find, yeah, if I, if I can grow it, I'll grow it and do it that way. But uh, otherwise I want to try to find something that maybe some local vegetation I could use like the cattails and horse tails. Apparently I can use those, but you guys might not have those in the part of the country you're at. So no, I do. I got a lot of cattails here where I'm at because I'm like in the coastal land. Yeah, me, me too. So there you go, man. Go get you some cattails. You basically just make a uh, a jadam tea with it and let it sit for like a month or so, and you have this silica rich juice. You just can amend your soil with. Oh yeah, hmm. love it. See, I use or fish I think- shit. And I use recharge, and I use. I'm about to use that hydrazine stuff that they're sending me. So I feel like all with all of that stuff that I'm using. I'm really getting enough beneficials in my roots, really, to get it kind of going. Also, I tried Dynomyco, like you said. I did water that in, and I hope to hope it did its thing. I've never Great. done that before. Great. Yeah, uh, you got uh, Hygrozyme coming in. I know that's going to work out well too. Those that stuff's wonderful. Yeah, I, I dig Dynamica. Their their stuff's great too. You you always see. I I like their product because you actually do like end up seeing mycorrhiza like uh sort of like creeping along the surface and little white fuzz. And at first you might even freak out and be like, oh, what's that mold doing? But then you're like, oh no, it's doing its oh, job. No, that that mold is a good mold. Yeah, it's I love seeing that, dude. Yeah, yep. <laughs> But yeah, I figured I found out I could water Dynomyco in by just adding to a gallon of water and mixing it up. Because when I use Dynomyco, I only use like a pinch of it when I put the seed in the hole. And that's like all I use. And I was like, I want to benefit more from it, but I don't know how to, I didn't know that I could water it in. So now that I figured that out, I'm hoping that my roots are just going to explode and just be a lot more healthier now. I didn't even realize you could do that. That's cool. I mean, I, I do the yeah. same. I just put a pinch like kind of beneath where I'm putting my seedling, but I, I believe it like spreads with the root growth as your roots grow, you know, it takes its culture it's, and kind of spreads it along with it. it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I didn't know how that worked. Well, man. Um, so on the smoking section, I got two questions. I ask every guest that comes on. So, uh, we'll get down to it. The, uh, the first question is you meet a brand new home grower, uh, someone just getting started. What's some great advice you can give them, um, to jump into their, their home growing adventure? Well, seeing as we're on the Autoflower Review podcast, uh, I would first say, you know, I'm I'm a fan of autoflowers for the home grower. Um, I just think it's, you know, once you kind of dial in a basic environment, you don't really have to mess too much with your, your variables and your light change and whatnot. Um, and, and I also like it for the fact that a home grower can... Uh, have the perpetual grow going and even if you just have one small two by four tent you can sort of just offset plantings by six weeks and then sort of be harvesting a plant roughly every six weeks um so i i would advise one yeah go with autoflowers and two start small just get the hang of it and three try try if you're looking mainly to you know complete your head stash and always have a full jar around the house, which is, you know, most home growers goal. I would say try, try the perpetual grow and 
pop a, a fresh seed every six weeks and then when you harvest one you know pop the next one and then you'll you'll just always have herb in the jar GrowPro Solutions is a leading lighting manufacturer based in California, offering a range of quality cultivation equipment for the commercial grower all the way down to the home gardener. With their vertical and static grow systems, along with their HM series lighting, allows you to harness the power of the sun in your grow room or tent. Visit GoPro Solutions at wegrowpros.com. That's it, man. That's what I tell people. You know, that's the difference. Whenever you meet someone that does auto flowers, Autoflower guys always have something different. Yeah, I you know that's one thing I I really grew to love about them. I I used to grow in cocoa and I'd grow big old monster plants, you know, five or six years ago, and then I I grew to appreciate having more variety around. And especially as I was started making a lot of seeds, I really I, I a I needed to test them all, and you know needed to test more than one of each one, and then from different mothers of each one. Um, and then, so yeah, I just grew to like enjoy growing smaller plants. I, I grow a lot of my stuff in just like one gallon fabric pots um, and they don't get huge. I don't, I don't always like push my own stuff to its full potential, but sometimes even in a gallon, you know, it can get huge. And, you know, that tells me, oh, when someone's going to grow this in like a five gallon auto pot, they're going to have a huge five by full of tent full with this one plant. Um, you can still pretty much get a good look at them and tell tell what they're going to do or be able to do and what they have the potential for um but yeah i like i like keeping them smaller i like the variety i like having a lot of different options and after years of doing it i, I don't think i could go back to just having like one or two things to smoke me either man me either <laughs> <clears throat> well, um, question number two is basically the same thing, but we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, our show reaches people all across the world, all the continents. We have listeners, so we also have people in the commercial side listen. So if you met one of those guys just getting into the commercial side of growing, maybe they, uh, they're they just now going legal, something of that nature. What kind of advice you have for those guys? Um, I mean, I would again... <laughs> I would again urge for autoflowers, honestly, and, and the time frame, uh, mainly just, you know, I, I'm not in a legal production state and have never worked in the commercial cannabis industry, but I have worked in commercial organic farming and um, I have a food and uh, beverage development background. Um, so I, I kind of have a lot of overlap and, and alcohol production as well. Um, so I have a lot of overlap with cannabis related stuff. And I would say, you know, the, the fact that the autoflowers can basically in a commercial setting, you can get a full extra run in per year. Um, and, and with their improvements, uh, daily, I'd say <laughs> these days, you've never seen so many home breeders and growers, you know, chucking some pollen and, Pushing the genetics forward that, um, you know, autoflowers are a good thing to look at these days. Um, and, I, and I would also suggest having that background in organic farming that it may seem difficult to start and it is a bit intimidating, but just focusing on the soil more than the plants themselves and really building like a quality soil, it'll make your life easier on a farm in the long run. You know, if you start to just 
use organic inputs um, and compost and mulch. Basically, you can pretty much just every year add another couple layers of compost and mulch and your buds will be very happy. Your soil will be very happy and everything you grow will be more delicious and tasty and have more, a more complex terpene profile and more complex cannabinoid profile. And um, so, yeah, I'd advocate for you know going the organic living soil route with autoflowers that's true man that's my outlook on it too is uh, you know if you go to a store in the springtime like you know your hardware store or even walmart any of the big box stores they do it too you go in and there's always those big giant walls of seeds <clears throat> those things are geared towards a certain kind of, of gardener they know who they're targeting they're targeting a home gardener someone who's going to take those seeds home grow them in their backyard and want a final product you know whether it's tomatoes lettuce carrots whatever the, the thing is you know i believe that autoflowers are going to be that place for cannabis when it's legal to do so someone can come to the yes. store go to the seed wall pick a pack of feminized autoflowers off and know exactly that they're going to get some sort of a bud that's going to resemble what's on the picture i totally agree I, you know i think it was um uh oh, sorry i'm a little high blanking on the name uh <laughs> the guy that wrote uh teaming with microbes and teaming with fungi Ed Rosenthal. no not Ed Rosenthal. It? the guy from alaska he was even running oh. for governor uh i'm gonna sound like an idiot sorry i'm just blanking but um he, he do, apparently <laughs> he compared them to uh autoflowers to the tomato plant as far as you know the, its future in home gardens and yeah i totally agree it, tomatoes for some reason is just that thing that everyone gravitate towards and um it just became that plant that was bred for the home summer gardener and and i agree i think autoflowers have that potential um it, you know you started in the spring and harvest late summer uh, when you know you have the most life you know the most light out in the year and and you're gonna get some nice meds it's pretty yep. pretty simple out, outdoors yeah especially here i on love the how we're talking about coast. this <laughs> oh well yeah dude i love how we're talking about it because it's so like um oh, i just drew a blank dude Okay, Sorry, it was uh, Jeff Lowenfels. Yes, I just giggled it too. <laughs> Jeff Lowenfels. Sorry for that. Yes. Yeah. So uh, try some Alabrihe genetics because obviously uh, you can't remember shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, dude. Even with our CBD crowds. Yeah. yeah. So I got to I gotta try that one out for sure. When that one comes back out for release, I'm definitely going to snag a pat. Yeah, I did. Definitely got a lot more mixed ratio CBD and CBG stuff in the works. So yeah, I, yeah just message me, man, and let me know because I'm down. You bet, dude. No problem. And of uh, of course, you know we have we have a ton of fans even on the team. We have a ton of fans in the Discord. So uh, anybody listening in, if you guys want to, you know, show off some of your grow, you know, talk to. The, the man behind Alabrihe, he'll he's in our Discord server if you want to ask him a question or two. Of course, me and Rasta are there, but I think that's going to do it for this show. So you guys know the spiel. If you aren't already, go follow him at Instagram. Uh, he's at Alabrihe.genetics. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, we got Rasta K Grows and the KJ Grows. Of course, the Autoflower Review. Um, 
you go to the autoflowerreview.com to get a link to the discord you guys be sure to like and add us to your favorites on spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever you get the podcast as always guys group for good